Hey, I'm Daniel Jose Older, one of the lead story architects of Star Wars, The High Republic, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Good. Our first catch of the day. A Utini Podcast Network production. So good to have you back. Episode 124, Utini Q&A. <laughs> On this episode, it's a big book giveaway. You want this, don't you? The Star Wars Weekly Roundup. That's good news. And the Utini crew answers your questions. Your focus determines your reality. And now, here are your hosts. But I want them alive. No disintegration. Dr. Corey Hilton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Living Force Utini Network podcast, all about your questions tonight. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me is the full crew of friendship. That's right. It's just friends here, except for you. Uh, but first, it's Dr. Corey Hilton. Hey, man. Hi. Wow. <laughs> Were you talking to me or something? No, I was talking else? to a random audience member. They know who they are. Or do they? God, I'm like, We're not friends. Dr. Corey Hilton. It's like, ouch, man, that kind of hurts. No, we are lovely friends. Hey, I watched your whole YouTube video this morning while I was brushing my teeth. Hell yeah. Long. You brushed your teeth for like seven minutes? That's no, a long I started. Time, bro. It was flossing was involved. Yeah, I watched. Uh, if y'all missed a couple weeks ago, Corey has a Doc and Mental YouTube channel where he and his amazing, better than him wife are making a trailer, and they put up a fl- uh, video this morning all about flooring. And I watched the whole damn flooring. thing. Flooring, <laughs> flooring. I'm glad. Whoa, wait, is- you're enjoying it. I'm having a great time, but I'm having an even better time now. That Dr. Charles Hankel is here with that glorious natural lighting. Look at that. What's going on, everybody? Uh, can I tell a quick story? You guys know this story, but our audience doesn't know this story. Uh, I moved recently. I think we talked about this on the show. And at all the apartments in my building, there's a little shelf outside the front door and people put little potted plants on it. Uh, My neighbor who's a little bit out there has a pink flamingo on it. And I was going to the gym earlier today. Someone had a plush baby Grogu, a baby Yoda on their shelf. And I was like, I'm I'm coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> I went home. I got one of my Utini stickers, which I think you can still get on our. Oh, absolutely not. There's no, no way. No, they're not there. <laughs> not the old school ones. I still have some, clearly. And I wrote our information on the back of it. And I went back and I put that little sticker in Baby Grogu's hand. And there is the picture. And uh, <laughs> if you're listening in the future, welcome. I'm glad it worked out. You live by Charles. <laughs> for now. Well done. That, no, that's awesome. And uh, I'm always one for good plugs. Always one for branding, especially to like-minded fans that maybe won't be weird in your building. So congratulations. But the largest congratulations goes to you, Charles, goes to you, Corey, to me, and to everyone watching the video show, listening to the audio, who is lucky enough to bear the witness of Wes Jenkins, who is still here. What's up, dude? Like I said, every episode, you outdo yourself Every single time. Way to go, Eric. These these transitions are the best. Episode Hello, everyone. A thousand is just gonna be such drastic hyperbole. It's gonna be like Yeah, but please keep them coming. You got it. Well, you're here, we're all here, you're here watching. A lot of comments in the chat already about my shirt. If you're an audio listener, I'm wearing my Clone Wars shirt. 
today. I believe I got this at her universe at a clearance sale at some point, but it had Rex, Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan. And weirdly, like, oh, this isn't the, oh yeah, Yoda also. Because they're like, Yoda's the star of the Clone Wars show, if you've never seen it. But anyway, <laughs> um, everyone, welcome. And tonight, as we said at the top, it's an all-questions show. We just had our two-part Rising Storm roundtable, which I absolutely loved and left me devastated. So we decided what better way to kind of jack up the energy again uh, than by answering questions from you, our listeners and our viewers. We got questions on Discord, on Twitter, on email, all these things. So we're going to be chatting about what you want to hear. Um, and we haven't read them all yet, so fingers crossed. But before we get into all that, Corey, we have an announcement to make that people have been waiting in the community for like over a year. What happened? Yeah. Very long time. Very long time. So, we, uh, long story short, we are releasing the third iteration of the Utini bookshelf, Woo! the software. Woo! That's right. That's it. What is this going to do? Oh, oh, there we go. So much that one kind of applies. <laughs> yeah. So we are we're releasing uh, the third iteration of the Teeny Bookshelf, which is a software that we've built several times over the years to allow people to track their Star Wars books. Now, uh, the last versions that we had on the website were a little clunky. It was pretty hacky. Uh, didn't really McClunky. work super super well. Yeah, McClunky. Yes. And uh, so we have been kind of scratching our heads to try to figure out what the best solution for this is going forward. And we have built a new one. We, as in really Emma built the whole yes. thing Emma pretty Park. much by herself. Yeah. Continues to be the absolute MVP of utini.com. And, uh, she's really outdone herself. So the bookshelf is live right now. We built it on a platform called Coda. I can show it to you here in just a second. You can find it by going to our website, uh, utini.com slash bookshelf and have, we have like some good tutorials on here about how to set it up. We talk about Coda a little bit and we show you all about how to use it. Now, um, this bookshelf is a little different than other bookshelves that we've had before in that it, allows you to really do a lot of customization because Coda is essentially like a note-taking app um, that we use uh, at Utini all the time. Every single day, our entire company is managed inside of Coda. And uh, it actually has a really cool like table database system inside of it that allows you to really do some cool stuff. So let me let me show you kind of what, what we got here. So here is, uh, this is a version of the Utini bookshelf. This is just the Canon books. And you see across the top there, there are different uh, different pages. So you can go into the My Books section. You can have a look at like uh, adult novels. Uh, let's see what else you want to see. Young adult novels would be good. And then we're going to select Unmarked. Then look at the cover view. Now you can like mark all your books as read. You can mark them as read. You can mark them as owned. Um, it's really rad. You can like really, really do a lot of cool stuff. And because this is a document that you own, like it totally belongs to you. Um, it's like having an Excel document or something. You can do whatever you want to with it. If you want to create pages and create notes about books that you're reading, any of that kind of stuff, you have really unlimited amount of customization, which you've really never had before with any versions of the Utini bookshelf. So I'm super excited to get this thing out. There's some really good tutorials on, on there. The learning curve is a little bit there. It's a little harder to use than other iterations of the app, but I don't know. I, I kind of figure that folks that want to like track their Star Wars reading in detail or kind of nerds anyway. So yeah, you know, nerds! just like the rest of us, just like the rest of us. So check it out. You see com slash bookshelf. Go play with it. Yeah. And again, another just wondrously massive congratulations to our very own Emma, who is so key in getting that together over the last year. Um, and I will admit, Coda is something that Corey brought to us a while back. We changed the entirety of Utini over to Coda, and there were growing pains, a.k.a. I, I hated it. 
Uh, that's that's <laughs> the pain. I was the pain. As, and then I had to grow. Um, and if I can figure out Coda, anyone can. And if you want it, like you said, link is also in the doobly-doo below. Uh, Wes has been great with all those descriptions, so check that out. Get your own collection going, and once you have your collection all set, share that in the Utini Discord. Go into the Collections tab. Let us see screenshots of your own bookshelf. Let us see things. Let's share with other people. You know, flaunt your shelves. That's what we all love doing, right? So congratulations to everyone that made it so, and we hope you all enjoy it. Next up, something that we enjoy is our Patreon community and our lovely patrons. And we want to say thank you to Zach E., who joined our Patreon this week just in time almost just in time, for our Patreon event. That is, again, coming up August 20th, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. The four slash five of us with Tim met this week. We we got the details out of what's going on next Friday. Guys, do we want to give, like, a sneak peek of what people can, I guess, maybe kind of expect from their hard-earned uh, Patreon dollars that they, again, you may subscribe anytime before the event starts <laughs> next Friday. That's right. What are we doing? I mean, An unfiltered event. There's going to be uh, copious of amounts of alcohol involved. Yep. Um, alcohol, language. And yes, and I'm almost, um, I'm almost scared to find out uh, what I'm going to look like after uh, not drinking <laughs> since January. Right. So, um, and as Wes told us right before the show, he may die from this event. Mm. So that's <laughs> good. You know. It might be the that might be the final one. So we're gonna have a <laughs> drunk trivia yep. night. Uh, Timothy has been kind enough to um, he is going to host the trivia questions. Uh, we bought a uh, we bought a version of uh, what is it? What is trivial, trivial pursuit? pursuit. Trivial yeah. pursuit. We bought trivial pursuit off of eBay the other night. <laughs> yeah. And mailed it to Tim, and he, we're gonna have a a giant game of drunk trivia. We've we put we're putting some work into it too. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. So. And also, I will say, I saw this on Patreon. It was great. Tim went into the All Patrons channel. So if you haven't been in Discord in a while, he did ask all of our patrons for suggestions on questions. So if you are a patron, go into that All Patrons uh, Patreon channel, check it out, then DM Tim because we don't want to see anything. We, like on this show, are going to be drastically underprepared. Um, so make sure you tell Tim questions and the harder or more fun they are the more we will suffer and isn't that what you pay your money for <laughs> and Corey right. is starting Corey is starting early right now and yes right. cheryl we will be saying fudge all night long all the fudges <laughs> all the gun not darts. a not a family-friendly event true Let's just go ahead and say <laughs> true. Um, if you put it on in front of your you know your kids Sunday school they're gonna children, learn something they are going to learn something. <laughs> and but I'm going to be the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know who's going to be the teacher of this next segment is Charles. Teach us about our patron of the week. Who do we got? All right. Patron of the week this week is none other than Josiah Clark. And Josiah says, hello, the Living Force podcast. My name is Josiah, and I am from Ohio. Star Wars was first introduced to me by my dad at a young age. Eventually, I needed more than just those movies and had to learn more about a galaxy far, far away. I clearly remember picking up the young Boba Fett books in my school's library, which gave me my first taste yes! of the expanded universe. I stopped reading Star Wars books as my interest expanded, but I never forgot how enjoyable those books were. It wasn't until early 2020 that I finally decided to get back into Star Wars books. This led me to The Living Force when I frantically searched for anyone who was talking about the first Alphabet Squadron novel. 
I realized that Utini was something special from the, that first round table. Mm -hmm. I chose to be a patron because I believe in the much needed positive fan community that Utini fosters. Listening to the living force has deepened my love for Star Wars and has given me a positive outlook that has allowed me to introduce the movies and the expanded media to some of my closest friends. My favorite Star Wars story is definitely the final arc of the Clone Wars series. I was the perfect age to see the Clone Wars movies and or the Clone Wars movie in theaters in 2008. I watched every single episode of the series when they aired on Friday nights on Cartoon Network. While I loved the movies, the Clone Wars was what Star Wars truly was to me as a kid. The story seemed to mature with me, which gave me an even deeper connection with the show, and I was heartbroken with this cancellation in 2013. The final arc of the series in 2020 was the exact closure I needed for a show that I love so dearly, and I will never forget the emotion when I watched it for the first time. My question for the hosts. Star Wars has a lot of unique concepts and characters that sometimes end up being explored in other media. What part of the Skywalker saga would you want to be explored in more depth in other media? That is a That's great a phenomenal question. question. Uh, and before we answer it, though, I, I want to... I really got kind of emotional as you read that, Charles. I didn't expect to. Like, Josiah, your 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 talk about finding Utini and then having that like give you the the joy to like talk to your friends about Star Wars and like great like that's I I sometimes forget to talk so much about the reason why we do this and that is literally it and that it's yeah, it you is. know we do Absolutely. the show and I love I love you guys and I love everyone that watches our shows and listens to it and like that reads the articles, but man, the fact that that some of y'all are finding this community that fills you with that passion. You want to spread that joy to those that you care about. And then they spread it to someone, they spread it to someone like it's a, it's a shatter point, if you will, um, oh of positivity. And that Very just, good. that really Very means, good. that means a lot. So, so thank you. A bit that he says too, about how he kind of grew up and aged with the clone wars. And oh, it's yeah. cool oh, yeah. because, so cool. you know, I feel that way. I assume you guys feel that way about like yeah. the prequel films when they were coming out. Um, People are still feeling that way today, probably with the Bad Batch, with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like it's mm -hmm. it's fantastic that people are still having that experience. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Now the question. Phenomenal question. What part of the Skywalker saga would you want to be explored in more depth than other media? I have an immediate answer. Go. Like go. Okay. And Wes, I hope I'm not like stealing this from you because I know Ray's your favorite character. Um, I am such a sucker for continuity, like continuing a story, right? And I really want to know what the heck happens with Rey and the, the, the purpose of the Jedi and the mm -hmm. Jedi Order. And, like, you know, we will eventually get that story, right? It's not, this. it's just all, no Star Wars is like untouchable, right? right. Like, mm -hmm. anything right. can be told. And they got to give it a couple <laughs> years, maybe even a long time, maybe even a decade or something crazy like that. But, like, I really want to know how the Jedi Order is like rebuilt. Like, what is, mm -hmm. what is old Grandmaster Rey like? Like, <laughs> what medium I mean, do you want? <clears throat> Oh man! I mean, something like the High Republic would be awesome, like with a giant like doing books or comics, that kind of deal. Yeah, like all of it. Yeah, like like a like a an initiative. Like the, oh, that, this cool. is the future of Star Wars, Ooh. right? Like it's you know like like yeah. thirty years down the road, well after anybody we know is alive. Like it's just in universe, you know, not like in the world. Yeah, no, no. Like after I'll human dead, race is to dead. Be clear. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's great. That's great. Uh, I also have one that sprung up. If I can jump in. Immediately. Oh, all right. I mean, sure. Yeah, I do. I do. No, I, no, Wes. Wes, tell me. I'm going to drink, drink my white claw. You know? This is going to be funny when Wes doesn't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So I'm going to go completely opposite of you, Corey, but with Ray in the theme. Um, so the ancient Jedi texts. Mm-hmm. Let's say we have a story or a group of books that gives us the origin or the beginning of those Jedi texts. Because there's, mm-hmm. remember when we were talking about um, those books when we were doing the uh, the reference books episode, mm-hmm. and there was there was a book that had two bindings in it because it was being added on. Like who uh, was adding on to that? Like where oh, yeah. where did they put Ooh, in that yeah. those, those secrets for the Jedi and who did that? Like and all those years and years and years and decades and millennia, yeah. I guess oh, that cool. have put those together. So that's something I'd like to to look into. I like that. Um, I'm gonna go again another completely different direction, which is why this question is so much fun, right? <laughs> I'm gonna go prequel era, and I'm gonna say the medium I want this to happen is a video game. And it's inspired by the upcoming Hogwarts Legacy game where, like, you make a wizard and you go through the seven years of Hogwarts. I want that game. Oh, my God. But you're Anakin. (laughs) And you go through Anakin's Padawan training, playing as him and leveling up throughout um, throughout the game. (laughs) How soon do you turn into Darth Vader? Do you turn into him when you're seven or do you turn into him when you're 17? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's like that moment, right, where, like... We were talking about it last episode or something where we're like, there's so much space between episodes one and two where we don't yeah. have content, mm-hmm. and how cool it, yeah. it to play as Anakin and experience those story beats um, as you become more powerful as a student. You so. would learn a lot about people playing. That <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, yeah, how many Padawans? How many Padawans can I kill? It's like stop it. <laughs> yeah. like, there's yeah. like a press X to trip, you know, little Josiah over yeah. here. Sorry, sorry, but Josiah. Like, <laughs> you know, like what classes? Like, do you go to class with, like Master Sanube? Do you like go to class with Yoda? Like, that'd be cool. It's like the Sims. I like that. Yeah, exactly. The Sims. <laughs> Charles, what do you think, man? Um, I'm gonna stay on brand for myself here. I'm gonna stay in the prequel era too. You guys know I want something pod racing like i need it oh um, right oh yeah. right yeah. I, yeah. I would love like uh, a redo of the whole like shadows of the empire like give me a novel that ties into a video game and all that stuff like a a soundtrack i want all of it um i just i i need more pod racing everyone mm-hmm. loves it mm-hmm. there's no reason not yeah. to let's right. do yep. this yeah yeah that's right Nobody dislikes the pod racing scene in Phantom Menace. Like everybody's always like, yeah. "Oh, the Canto Bite scene is so dumb in the Last Jedi," but nobody says that about the pod yeah. racing scene in Phantom Menace because it's phenomenal. It's, it's so the best fun. Part of the movie. It was it's revolutionary so cool. too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now with like use like the Forza engine and do like the ultra realistic vehicles and like, can you imagine like oh having God. surround sound Dolby headphones and having the pod racer like sounds vibrating in your head or VR. Well, Jacob, uh, VR, pod racing. And then you're in your living room school and like, ah, ah. <laughs> Just projectile vomiting from the dizziness oh my God. that you have from It'd be terrible. Racing. It'd be terrible. Running into your TV. You, you remember, those, remember those goofy, like, vests that I shared with you guys? Yeah, the have the go, They have, like, vests? the base and stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine being in Saboba's, like, pod racer? You're just sitting in your gaming chair like, Okay. So, yeah, one of those. Um, thank you for the question, <laughs> Josiah. Um, and to everyone else uh, in our Patreon community, thank you so much. If you want to join in on the fun, head over to utini.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash utini. You still got just about a week and a half before our Patreon event. So join up. And, again, keep your eyes out for Tim's message on how you can be our next patron of the week or head to our all-patrons Discord channel to throw in some questions that we're going to have to answer in a little bit. All right, now it is time for our shortest ever Star Wars Weekly Roundup. 
Now, this is a weird one for us, everyone, on the Star Wars Weekly Roundup, because as you may know, we had a Thursday show. And between Thursday and Monday, not a ton of news. Bad Batch happened. That was awesome. Uh, go check out Bounty yeah. Hunt. But we do have one thing we have to announce this week. Wes, what is it? Okay, so we have on, on our hands for the past month is the Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, out-of-print variant cover version. Um, and we're giving that away to a lucky, um, a lucky subscriber, a lucky what a commenter from YouTube. Um, but we're not only get the book, yes, not only get the book, but you also get the tote that comes with it. So, um, tote. We are tote going to spin the wheel right yes. now of all the names that were entered, and we're going to announce the winner here shortly. Corey, if you could spin okay. that wheel. Uh, you know, I don't know that I don't know that all my sound effects come through the It's okay. We'll, we'll do the sound for it. Just just spin it. Wait, is that the pod racer again? Here we go. And the winner is So they got B nasty. B nasty B nasty Is he in our chat? He usually is. Or like be a winner. Yeah. Congratulations, B nasty. So all you yep. got to do is send us a direct message, and I'll get your information, and I will have it shipped out to you this week. Look if at that. Promise but I will also steal you. your identity. Correct. I'll send you a Except DM a after bit. the show, too. So Yeah. But congratulations, congratulations. man. Woo! Yeah, make we're sure going to do that more. Yeah, make sure you post a pic of, uh, of when you get it. Yes, please. So congratulations. Marketing. And again, all not all exclusive cards, because as you can see next to me, some books have many exclusive covers, and we're not going to give away all of them, but keep your eyes peeled for more giveaways. And if you didn't win this one, that's okay, because guess what? There's a ton more Star Wars coming up that you get to buy yourself, including this Wednesday, we had the Monster of Temple Peak number one from IDW Comics. On August 31st, we have the High Republic Tempest Runner, the audio drama with the full cast. And September 7th, we have the Life Day Treasury and the Edge of Balance manga. So plenty of Star Wars coming up. And plenty of dogs that are very excited about it. Check out our new releases page at utini.com. And, of course, now, once you buy those things, you can add them to your Utini bookshelf. Look at that. All right. Charles, back to you for two really lovely written book reviews this week, if you would be so kind. Sure. Yeah, so the first one we have here is from Angelia, who I think was one of our new listeners, or live listeners, rather, uh, at the last bounty hunt that we had that's right um yes and Angelia that's right. yes. read the clone wars no prisoners by karen travis and gave it five stars called it entertaining thought-provoking and an all-around amazing book and let's see angelia goes on to say this book has everything i want out of a clone wars era star wars book battles amazing characters and thought-provoking questions that ultimately have no right answer Travis tackles philosophical questions such as the Jedi's view of attachment and the moral question of the clone's existence. We see how different leaders such as Anakin and Rex view their troops and the conflicts they face when their men die. It was fun seeing Captain Paleon in the infamous Thrawn tr- or from the infamous Thrawn trilogy. I definitely wasn't expecting that. Her characterization of him was spot on. In fact, her characterization of all Star Wars regulars was spot on. One of the best Star Wars books I've read in terms of proper characterization. I particularly enjoyed her interpretation of Captain Rex. Travis was able to emphasize his stoic, strong nature while still emphasizing his deep devotion and love for the men he commands. He is one of my favorite characters in the entire Star Wars universe and, in my opinion, deserves more books from his point of view. 
This is the only one I know of, but I would love more. There seem to be legends books that are considered, well, legends among legends, if you will, essential reads. While I've only been reading Star Wars literature for a little under a year, thanks mostly to this site, by the way, and I know that's not a long time, I still think it's strange that I have yet to hear anyone talk about this book. In my opinion, it deserves to be considered one of the essential reads for anyone interested in Legends and Clone Wars era literature. This was one of my favorite Star Wars books so far, and I'm amazed that it has not gotten more attention. Even though this book is no longer canon, I still highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan of the Clone Wars or the prequel era of Star Wars. Well done, indeed. Excellent. Dang, I gotta buy this. Well thought out (laughs) review. It's a Rex book. What am I doing? I know. Seriously. It goes with your shirt. That's right, my boy. <laughs> Your shirt, my boy. Thank Karen you, Travis Julia. is arguably the best, like, like clone trooper writer. I think, mm-hmm. like, like the whole uh, Republic Commando series is phenomenal too. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize this. Okay, you guys know I watched Attack of the Clones the other night, right? Yes. So I, I kind of split it over two nights, and I watched the second half like night before last, and. Uh, and like right as the gunships land on Geonosis, like after they picked everybody up, and they're like, and Mace Windu's like, land in that assembly area, like right after yeah. that scene, right? So he jumps out of the gunship, and this clone commander runs up to him and says, it says, uh, uh, General Windu, we have five special elite uh, clone commandos waiting for your instruction. Like, he has to be talking about like the clone commandos from the like. Uh, that game, Republic yeah, Commando. Commando, yeah, yeah, it has to be because there's five of them, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've Delta never squad. realized that before. He, he, but he runs up to him, it's like, Hey, we have five specialty commando oh. units waiting for your instruction. I was like, Bro, I, awesome. every single time I watch him, I learn something new. It's crazy. <laughs> I love that. All right, I'm and also, if you guys don't know, those Clone Wars books are nearly impossible to get in hardcover. They're, I've been trying to find the Wild Space one for years, they go for like $150 a piece in hardcover, so. I'm going to try to get that one, but I do want to read that one. Angelia, thank you. You've you've absolutely convinced me on that one. Can't wait. What's our next one? What do we got? All right. So, Wesley, would you like to read yes, our yes. one from yes, yes. Bree123? Okay. So, the next one, next review is from Bree123, and this person wrote, wrote read Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule and gave it five stars. Whoa, just whoa. So here I am at the start of the High Republic, the farthest back you could possibly go in the canon Star Wars verse as of now. When I was looking into this, I initially thought that The Light of the Jedi was a comic, which is what I usually read. So on finding out that it was a novel and a fat one at that, I actually ruled it out since I don't don't (laughs) read novels. The thick-ass boy! (laughs) At all. (laughs) However, after hearing enough about it, I decided to give it a shot. So even if you don't usually find yourself reading big books either, I'll just say that all you need to get through this is love of Star Wars. It's gripping yes. in the beginning, engaging in the middle, and clearly rehooks you again at the end in such a way that makes it hard for even novel newcomers to resist spending more money on High Republic-related content. I 100% agree. Yeah. Even with a brand new set of characters we don't know, with the exception of a slightly younger Yoda, and everything being set in a whole other time period of the Jedi and the Republic than we're familiar with. The book still paves the way for immediate immersion in what's going on and who's involved. For me, Light of the Jedi has also changed a lot of how I think about the Force in terms of what a Jedi can use it or can use it to do. Avar with her Force communication and Buryaga in the way he's able to sense emotion and how reaching out to it works. Bell Zedifar viewing it as heat and flame. 
it's so interesting to get these perspectives from all these characters while reading in a format where you're hopping in between different locations as everything progresses. And although you're constantly jumping to other places throughout the story, it all comes together to form such a whole cohesive picture that by the time you read, reach the end, things take such a turn to a point where you're just begging for more. I love how you didn't spoil that. Way to go. Right? Right. Well done. <laughs> learning from other people. <laughs> and of course, the new characters we get introduced to are unlike any characters that we've encountered till now in Star Wars. The connections, interactions, and experiences they have with each other are written really well, and you can tell that they're intended to carry over into whatever happens next. I'm super glad that I chose Light of the Jedi as my first canon Star Wars book, and I can't wait to dive into the rest of the High Republic because of it. Serves as a great foundation for a new era. Definitely hot fire quality stuff. Hot Wow. fire! Hot fire. Fantastic yeah, description at the very book. end. How awesome yeah. is that? First canon book, uh, it's, it's probably uh, one of the best ones that you can pick up outside of maybe Lost Stars. and <laughs> so For real. Good choice. Uh, so excellent. Excellent reviews. Um, again, sometimes we get some short reviews. Sometimes you get some lengthy, like, cool written reviews. And if you want any book that you've read to be featured on this show, look it up on Utini on the book profile. Scroll down to the bottom. Add a star rating. Add your review. And maybe we'll just read it on this very show. Woo. Uh, before we go to break, one thing we forgot to mention that OK Endar reminded us of in the chat. If you're watching us live tomorrow, Tuesday, August 10th, the out-of-print edition of Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good. Remember that book? Uh, is coming out tomorrow. Uh, it says on the site right now at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, sometimes it's between 10 and 11, but right now it says more near 10.30. If you're in our Discord... Keep your eyes open. Our Discord folks get these editions and keep everyone posted when they're dropping. Go to outofprint.com. This is not an affiliate. Just a heads up. It's got red pages. And Thrawn looks like like Mac Daddy awesome shoulder pads. So um <laughs> trademark. Daddy. They All also right. they also have great shirts. So if you if you're yes. looking for the book, check out their shirts. I already bought three of them. So and they yeah. fit really well, Corey. So you might want to check them on too. Oh God, yeah, I have my doubts. <laughs> might okay. be a little better there. Uh, but yes, as we said in the chat, there are limited to 750 copies. So Ooh. I'm going to be in the office and very strategically taking a long bathroom break um, somewhere around there to get that book. <laughs> Good luck to all of you. All right, it is time, everyone, to jump into the mailbag, as it were. We got a bunch of questions for a bunch of great listeners, and we're just going to go round robin style. Uh, we got him in a list. If we don't get to your question tonight, we're sorry. Um, we did get a lot. So we will keep them all if we don't get through them and do them in a future episode. But let's see. Charles, why don't you head over to our Google Doc and uh, tell us what number you're picking so we can read along with you and uh, start us off. It's the question show! Oh! <laughs> Thank you guys for stalling for about um, 10 seconds. I did have the doc already pulled up, though, but thank you. Great. You probably Great. had to convert it into Microsoft Yes, Word. I did do that. <laughs> so I'm going to choose you question laugh. number seven, which is from Cheryl Bell. Hey, Cheryl! And Cheryl wants to know, what is it about your all-time favorite Star Wars character that cemented them as your favorite? And she says, let's say they have to be in live action. And she wants to know, when did they become your all-time favorite? Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. who wants to take this I one mean, first? you want to start this one off? I think everyone knows <laughs> You're that, answer. what your answer is. <laughs> yeah, I think, I've, I think I've answered this question. I'm happy to answer it again, Cheryl. Um, 
I've done this a few times on the show. My favorite character is Obi-Wan Kenobi, specifically like Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, why? I feel like he's the ultimate Jedi. I feel like he uh, has a super tragic tale, but also triumphant as well. And he always just, even though he makes mistakes, he kind of always owns up to it and kind of faces the consequences and is true to himself and what he's supposed to do or what he thinks he's supposed to do as Mm -hmm. a Jedi. And I find that really admirable and something that I think we can all take a lesson on in how we live our real lives. And as, as far as when did he become my all time favorite? So it was during, you know, the prequels. Um, I thought he was so cool when I watched the Phantom Menace, like when he fought Darth Maul and won spoiler alert, I was like, yo, this is my guy. And he just got better and better as a Jedi and had better and better hair. So I was like, yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> this, this is my dude right here. That's a great answer. Yeah. Um, Attack, Attack of the clones hair. Wasn't that great, right? Uh, yeah, especially the, well, I will say the when he had shaved his beard and they had to put the fake beard on for a few scenes, yeah. and it looks like just real. I'm not even say what it really looks like. It looks like they like shaved a dog and like glued it onto his face. Yeah, but yeah. Stay tuned for our Attack of the Clones commentary when Charles will point that out for you. <laughs> um, my easy answer for this is Luke Skywalker, and it's the second that he ignites that green lightsaber in Return of the Jedi, just did it for me. But I'm going to go with a more fun answer because it's a question show. And I'll say why I love Barrel Organa so much. And <laughs> it's because, and I thought about this, because Bale doesn't show up that much, right? He's in the prequels a bit. He's mm. fine. Speaking of guys who could have a lot better hair later on, like he's got like that damp hair in Attack of the Clones. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's in Rogue One. And it's the entrance is great. Everything he says is great. It's the moment where he's turning around and he says to Mon Mothma, he's like, I would trust her with my life. It's that moment when I'm like, Bale doesn't care the age or status of anyone he's dealing with, and especially those he loves. He respects people based on who they are. He loves them for what they represent. And I'm like, he's just so, he believes in Leia more than I believe in anything. And I'm like, how inspiring that is that he already knows that she's the future of this rebellion he's been trying to build forever. So that's when I fell in love with Bale. Man. Corey, yeah, answer. Corey kind of spoiled mine earlier, but my favorite character is Ray. Um, Ray's, I love the, uh, the Ray from nowhere story. Um, I still, I still hold on to it. I don't, I don't kind of, I don't kind of buy into the fact that she's a Palpatine, even though she is, but I, I, I go along with it, but I still love the Ray from Nowhere just story. They'll just it later. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but mostly because of her theme music, and uh, she really won me over um, when she met Luke Skywalker on Oct Two, when she oh. was in that gray um, that gray outfit, and she mm-hmm. walked up and handed it to him, and there was just like no dialogue. So good, so good. Um, but yeah, because I mean, obviously she's all the Jedi, so she's better than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> But dude, yeah, that vo- that look she has when she just holds it out to Luke, and it's that total yeah. vulnerability. That like, exactly. Here we go. Oh, it's a beautiful. She's a top. Of not five. knowing Easy. what's going to happen. I mean, this is what you've risked your life for for the past mm. however many years, and then yeah. Corey likes Porkins. <laughs> Next question. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, as, as crazy as it is, I'm not even sure if we've ever really talked about this on this show before. I truly do not think that I have a favorite character of Star Wars. Like, there is just so 
there are so many characters that I really, really just enjoy seeing on screen. Like, I really get a lot of, every time Boba Fett shows up, is always really cool. Like, Luke Skywalker gets me really excited. But there's just, like, I don't know that there's just one character that I just hero worship, really. I mean. Is there one that you remember of us, even if it's not your favorite, like, was there a moment you remember being like, oh, that character? Like. Malakili. Is that what it was? (laughs) 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 He taught me men could cry at a young age. Um. I mean, you guys have heard me talk a lot about the Dagobah stuff from Empire. It's just like some of my favorite. The dynamics between like Luke and Yoda. Like I really love those versions of both of those characters. But I don't know. The thing about Star Wars is like the timelines are so long. There are both really good and really bad versions of virtually every character in Star Wars. <laughs> like like yeah. Luke Skywalker is such a fantastic character, but Tashi Station Luke Skywalker is like the worst. Like yeah. seriously. We so. all have to suck before we're great. <laughs> That's right. I was going to Tashi Station people some power converters. Uh. Totally fair. Yeah, my that. That's my impression. Do you like that? Really yeah, well, Corey, because of that non-answer, you got to pick our next question. Where, where are we right, going next? Right. I have, um, I have another one. So, like, what do you want the rules to be? Do we want to not use the same person? Like, yeah, well, multiple if, times, if you did multiple or, like, characters, jump around a little bit. Yeah, we might go back to you. Some people did multiple. We probably won't do two in a row. That's it. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I had two of them that I really wanted to choose. I want more. Ooh. Okay. All right. I want. I'm going to use question number fourteen. This is from Marshy Hart. Marshy Harish Rowe. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. So question 14 says, uh, how would you include Rose Tico in further Star Wars stories? Aggressively. Right? So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively. So listen, we we talk a lot about positivity and stuff on this show, and we're not like, I think the difference between us when we talk about positivity versus like, we're not like, what's the word? What is it? Just shills. We're not like yeah, we shills don't ignore for the positivity, flaws right? Yeah. Yes, we don't ignore the flaws yeah. of stuff. Like Rose Tico has some flaws, and like some of the criticism of her character is justified. But like, like the human element of Rose Tico being Kelly Marie Tran or getting bullied off of social media and all this kind of crap, like. You know, first and foremost, Star Wars is about people. It's about creators. It's about artists. It's about actors and actresses. Like, it's about people, right? Mm-hmm. Star Wars is about people. So mm-hmm. the way that Kelly Marie Tran was treated in the prequel tri- in the sequel trilogy is unforgivable in my eyes. It really is, mm-hmm. both by the fan community and by the creative community at Lucasfilm that totally screwed her out of a role in The Rise of Skywalker. It's unacceptable still to this day. I will that will be yep. I will die on this hill. Like I do not believe that the way that they treated her was was right, right? I'm just I'm still mad about yeah. it. Like I can get behind all the canon decisions in Rise of Skywalker. I'm still pretty upset that they bullied uh Kelly Marie Tran the way they did. So, how can we redeem her story? This is very interesting to me. I would love to see Rose Tico as a like Lando Calrissian type of general in Star Wars storytelling, Yo. right? Like like she, she shows up way later after and people know like like the Rose. You're the Rose. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Like she did Finn. My God, yeah, would I would fantastic. Love that. Like, like let her go That's on great. to be a Princess Leia type legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Where she was involved in the in the rebuilding of the of the uh, New Republic. Like I mean her story could really be redeemed very well, I think, in mm-hmm. the universe of the books and comics and that sort of thing and i hope they do it one day i hope she gets her justice because i really do feel like she was slighted and i would love to see her come back around as a as a as a fan favorite yeah like totally it's one of the best things ever when they take a character that people dislike and and like turn her into a a fan favorite so 
Yeah, she really deserves more screen time. So we, mm-hmm. you could, you could, she could be in any number of things. It doesn't even have to be like what you said, Corey. Like as a general, but um, a, a high rank, some kind of high ranking officer within mm-hmm. the Re- mm-hmm. New Republic would be perfect. Right, and then really just put the story all around her. She's the one giving the order, and then something goes wrong, and she has to go in to to fix the issue because she's the only one that knows about it because they made her study all those books on at the very end of that movie. You know, yeah, so I know. That would be yeah. really cool. I mean, we think we think about it at the end of Rise of Skywalker, right? Like Leia's gone, Finn is basically gonna go be a Jedi, Ray's gonna be a right. Jedi. Like, we need someone What's to Rose like gonna do, right? Yeah, I I want her to kind of be a mixture of Leia, Mon Mothma E too. I want her to be like involved yeah, in the re in the recreation. Yeah. I mean, like yes. and I want her to always be running back and forth with too many data pads and dropping them and be like, Oh, I'm I'm late for so many meetings. Like you could have some really fun comedy with that, but because everyone wants Rose. I want everyone to be like, I need Rose on my committee. I need Rose on my committee. And she's like, I just want some like Tonnery wine and for everyone to shut up for a day. Like, I think <laughs> yes. that could be like very much like Leia and Bloodline. I think that would be fun to yeah. have that be a Rose type thing. I think thing. so too. I agree 100%. I, I'm going to think on a smaller and more intimate scale. And this came to me as I was listening to y'all talking. One of the biggest things that uh, made me sad when we learned about things that were cut from the rise of Skywalker was that supposed scene uh, between like Ray and, and Rose, like really yeah, having yeah. like a heart to heart and talking about things. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think their dynamic is really incredibly interesting. And I would love to see, like, we don't know what Ray's up to obviously, but let's assume she's out there kind of still learning about what it means to be a Jedi. I would love to see like her and Rose, like just, going around the universe searching for those answers and rose does the tech stuff and uh Mm -hmm. ray does the force stuff and just a real intimate story about like their friendship and their adventures i i would read or play or watch the heck out of that that'd be great and we do get i think as another plug I think we do get a Ray Rose story in Spark of the Resistance, that Justina Ireland book. We do. Um, so if, if, if you're interested in that dynamic as well as Charles is, mm-hmm. that's a great – it's a middle grade um, that was the prequel to uh, – Ride – not Ride, Road 2. That was it. I think uh, Last Jedi? Journey 2. Journey 2. Thank you. I'm like, that's not right. Um, <laughs> but again, one of those books, if you missed it, Justina Ireland, who's doing obviously a ton of High Republic stuff, go check that book out. It's really good. Uh, Wes! Angelia brings up a good point in the chat. Oh. She says lots of people thought Ahsoka was really annoying at first. Now everyone loves her. We've seen it happen. It would be great for her, too. 100%. Yeah. I was, I oh, was yeah. trying to think of an example yeah. I, because it's happened over and over again in Star Wars that characters are introduced and people really dislike them, and then mm-hmm. they become fan favorites over time. It's right. just yeah. Ahmed right? so, Best's like, standing ovation yeah, at Celebration yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, it, made for me, real. it made me cry. It's the only time I've ever in my life cried in a huge crowd of people, but like <laughs> yeah. it, it moved me to tears to see that happen. Also, Charles, isn't she in Ryan the Last Dragon? Don't you like that movie? Isn't that a pretty good movie? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about Is that one of the questions? <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Ryan. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, and, and Blind Face in the chat brings up a great point as well. There's some good Rose stuff already happening in the comics. Her Age of Resistance one shot is dope. Um, and I think totally dope. Some short-form storytelling like Ahsoka. Like, if there does happen to be like a sequel-era animated show or there's like some comics and stuff, I think she can pop up a ton. Love that. Yeah, um, Wes, where are we going next? These are great, we by the way. We are going with a question from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to do uh, question number three. All right. Okay. 
Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Question number four. Question number oh, four. You Except know. for, of course, The High Republic. What Star Wars book would you like to see turned into a live action movie and which other one in an Ooh. animated one? Ooh. So, I will start us off with the live action movie. I want an Ocean's Eleven heist movie around Timothy Zahn's Scoundrels oh my God. book. Dude. That is a, that's a fantastic Dude. answer. There, the, the whole premise of that book is is uh, Han oh. is getting together a team of of like smugglers of of like cat burglars of yeah. a, anybody and everybody. That's great. To um, I don't even remember what they were trying to steal. They were. Uh, I've read it so long ago. It didn't but. matter. <laughs> but the very end, the very end was the great. Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> but oh it, is a, it is a phenomenal heist book, and the, yeah. the very end, the very end will make you want to reread it all over again. Yeah. So, also, um, just just use Brad Pitt as Han Solo. Like, screw it. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, and that's then, a great choice. Uh, my animated pick, Charles, um, would be a. Uh, would be a, a show on Force Collector because it's it'd be great to see all the callbacks in an animated version in that book. That's I fair. actually I liked I liked all the callbacks in Force Collector, so it, I thought it was pretty good. Well, that's solid. <laughs> I, I, I have an immediate answer um, as well. Um, very on brand for me. I would love to see the book Rebel Rising turned into a live action film. Um, I think uh, uh, Felici- Felicity. Jones? Jones, yes. Jones. Jones. Felicity Jones, Jones, like, has the, like, look to play herself, even as a younger version. I think it would be fine. Um, Like, I think she's still young mm-hmm. enough to be able to do that. And, like, that's a fantastic book. And I would love to see, I would love to see the dark, the dark part of Saw Gerrera's rebellion, right? Yeah. Like, where he shoots Whoa. up that party and kills all those politicians with machine guns. <laughs> it's like, wild. It's put wild. that shit on on screen, man. I would love to see that. So, Rebel Rising would be a great one. I don't have a I don't have an answer uh, for animation, animation. Show immediately. Uh, I have an easy one for animation. It's totally cheating, so I have two. Animation one is Dark Disciple because it was supposed to be the Clone Wars anyway. So just Doesn't animate it. Ah. Um, out. Doesn't count exactly. So my actual one is a little bit of a curveball. I want to see animated myths and fables. I want them to make Ooh, this like fun. a Disney Plus limited series, and 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 I want them to do it like they're like they're doing with um, Star Wars Visions. I want a different animation style for each tale, and I want um, oh, I want them cool. to use that. So that would be my choice for animation. Mm-hmm. Live action is tough because I, I love the idea that books live in books, and like we're we're all agreed yeah. like each medium is great. But for the purpose of the question, I mean, an Elephant Squadron trilogy. In live act, I mean, I want to see those ship battles. Good. I would love to see those. It would just be so cool. Um, or I'm sorry, I'm gonna do one one more extra one because now I'm now I'm on this roll. I want to see Master and Apprentice in live action. I want more Qui Gon and Obi Wan in my life. Hey, how do you nice think? Uh, how do you think? Lost, how do you think? Uh, how do you think Lost Stars would do in live action? You think animation would be a better purpose? A better. If it was rated R, it'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> the, the cave sexy. I that's mean, just what honestly. You want. <laughs> It's it's so weird that it's such a book to me. Like I kind of yeah, I know it yeah. kind of is to me too. I'm not book. really sure it would do it, it justice. That was such a wide time frame that it'd be hard to put in a movie. Yeah, maybe like yeah. A, a Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Charles. What do you think? So so I was also gonna say Alphabet Squadron for live action because I can just like see how like dark and gritty and grungy that would be. Uh-huh. I think it would be uh-huh. fantastic. 
And animated, I'm actually going to say I would love to see something from the High Republic animated. So like, you know, Light of the Jedi or or anything like that. I would I would love to see because it's cool with the young reader books to see like kind of the cartoon type depictions of yeah. like it could work, yeah. or it could work. Summer or whatever. And I would watch yeah, a whole show sure. like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Agree. All right. Who's next? Uh, I'll take the next one. Mm, Let's yeah. do. Um... Ooh, okay. I'm going to grab uh, question number 19 from Moonflyer. Who says, if you could take any one technology from a galaxy far, far away and make it real, what would you choose? And oh, man, I have an one. immediate one that is, I think, going to be obvious once I say it. Uh, it's Bacta. Damn it. Mm. Like, I think, like, mm. like, oh, just put it on your body. Broken bone, cut, sickness, Bacta tank. I feel like this. You can take a bath really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that may speak a little more to like the world we're living in now than anything else. But I think just if Bacta was real, also, I think the fact that the planets that hold Bacta are being attacked are also very realistic about what would happen if we found Bacta. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a war zone unlike anything else we've ever seen. Um, but yeah, that's my choice. <clears throat> I want Man, Bacta. There's so many good answers for this question. Yeah. So many good answers for this question. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I have one immediately. Do you guys have one? Uh, Wes, you had back to based on your reaction. <laughs> yeah, I, I want. I need back to now. To be honest with you. Yeah. Poor <laughs> <laughs> uh, back, man. <clears throat> Heard you. Um, any one technology from a galaxy far, far away? Because we are kind of getting them. I mean, like the iPad is basically Star They're Wars. Slowly deck. coming about. You know? It is. Yeah, they're slowly coming out. I mean, we would all be lying to ourselves if we did not all want a lightsaber for real yeah, at some point. Yeah, in time. for sure. Like, yeah. I mean, that is like such an easy answer. Like a hyperdrive. Like, I, I remember I remember a time when I was in like middle school, I went through a phase where I was just like really sad all the time because I couldn't have a real lightsaber in real life. Like <laughs> yeah. I would like I would like I would like read about lightsaber technology on the internet as a dumb kid and be like, Why isn't this here yet? It should be here. This is so sad. I'm like Terrible, terrible, strange, strange times. I, okay, I wouldn't mind room. my doors opening up from bottom to oh, top yeah. in my house. Dude, oh, yeah. I've been, thinking about, I've, been, I've been thinking about building one of those. I, I kid you not, no. there are videos on YouTube about how to use an what? air pressure system and how to do the... You can yeah. do that, like where they you use you use two pocket doors. They're small, and you can like hook it up to like a like an air tank in your basement. Run the lines through the walls, and it'll Jesus do it and make the sound and everything. I've thought about doing it for real. Oh one God. day, one day, I'm gonna post it in Slack, and you guys are just gonna be like, I'm not even surprised. Oh, All right, Corey, George. just run run away with my answer. I I answered that. That's mine. That's me. I want the Star Wars doors in my house. <laughs> Charles, any ideas on doors back yeah. to? And- well, I'm just I'm wondering if maybe Corey could put one of those doors in his trailer to fix it. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> but- <laughs> maybe some kind of door would work there. Finally, I broke the door yeah. in my trailer, guys. Just for the <laughs> I don't know this. Yes, this David. Question, yes. This question, my answer probably is going to be what Wes mentioned. It probably would be a hyperdrive because, like, whenever I get that like classic question, like, "Oh, what superpower would you want?" It's teleportation. Like, I would just yeah, want right, to be somewhere sure. else, like, be able to, I don't know, vacation on 
Scarif, you know, we literally have star. no other known habitable planets in, in real life, Charles. That not yet. Of. Not teleport. Yet. But, just teleport you know inside what? a bank Listen, vault and then if teleport you were to out. Get, if if I could give a you a galaxy far, far away. Oh my okay. god! If I could give you a hyperdrive right now, now what? Like, maybe we find it. So maybe we find it. Hyperdrive. Cor- now Corey what are you going to do? Corey basically is just like, hey, you know, every science fiction thing that's ever been written in history, it's dumb. <laughs> like, exploring the universe. Idiots. Corey. All idiots. <laughs> oh, my God. All, All right. right. Charles. Something else. Stay, stick it to him, Charles, to get our, get our next question and get something else Corey will think is stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's try a question from Rob Neese. So number 11 in this document. Oh, yeah. Who is an active author that you'd love to see write a Star Wars book in the future? And what kind of story would you like them to tell? And are we saying active author? Does he mean non Star Wars author? Like that we because it sounds like uh, it could go yeah, either that's, way. That's what I'm. That's what I feel like he's asking. Okay, yeah. so non Star Wars. Non Star Wars, and they don't. I'm gonna say they don't have to be alive because maybe that's. I don't know if that's what he meant. Like they're actively writing still, but mm-hmm. listen, so many, I read so I read hours. Kevin Scott's book in like five hours the day before we had to finish it. I, like let's, I'm not reading any other books right now. Let's be real. So I cannot name, <laughs> I cannot name another author that I would like to see right now in Star Wars. I, I I'm gonna okay. <laughs> go ahead, Wes. No, 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 Charles, it's your question. Go ahead and start. Okay. All right. So I <laughs> used to be super into uh, mafia stories, like gangster stories. Like I loved The Godfather. Um, mm-hmm. I read all kinds of books, and I fell in love with this author uh, named so you know. Lorenzo Carcaterra, who wrote all all kinds of just really hell cool of a name. Books. Yeah. And yeah, um, so I would love <laughs> to is he, see. Is he maybe Italian? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him write uh, like Crimson Dawn or oh my you know, God. some kind Please of Please bring related. in a mafia writer for, for the, yeah. for the because crime syndicates. He does it so well and he, he creates these really layered stories oh, and complicated man. characters. And to answer. see that done in I love Star that. Wars, I, I would love it. Oh, that's great. Um, so I have a selection. I would, <laughs> selection. I would uh, my active author would be Clive Barker. I would have Clive Barker write Who's a that? Star Wars horror film. He wrote uh, Hellraiser, Candyman. Oh, the, okay, the, sure. The oh, yeah, Midnight okay, okay. Meat Train. <laughs> All of the VHS covers that scared me when I walked through Hollywood videos. There you go. Right. <laughs> So I would love to see him uh, do like a Star Wars horror film, like about probably Han and Chewie escaping a rolling stampede from mm. a group of rant- raptors. He, right? he has a play called The Sack. Yeah, he, he did. A, um, he did a Thanks he did a that. pretty uh, creepy video game like years ago called Undying that I uh, right. that I bought. It was super good. Um, right. and that was his first. That was his first uh, move into video games, and he did really well with it. But yeah, Clive Barker is a uh, is a sick cool. man, sick sick man with his horror films, and uh, Hellraiser is still haunts me to this day. Well, if the three of us go missing, we know who did it. Eric, what's your answer? <laughs> uh, so mine is going to be an author that Charlie actually turned me on to. Um, it is a author that does a lot with like magical realism and a lot of like very non literal writing. And it's uh, her name's Erin Morgenstern. She wrote the books The Night Circus and The Starless Sea. Um, if you ever read those, they're really incredible, like 
magic meets real world building stuff. The characters are great and her writing style is very unlike anyone else I've ever read. And I'd love for her to do a book about like, that's what a Rey's Jedi journey to be. Like, have it be by someone who doesn't write so literally. Have someone that actually has a lot of like going between worlds and realities and like things like that. Um, so if you've ever read any Aaron Morgenstern stuff, uh, she's also a huge nerd. Like she plays a ton of Bioware video games and like clearly loves a lot of like just genre stuff anyway. So I think that I know she's writing another book right now, but in the future, if she was ever open to IP, I think that she would be a great author to just give her the money, leave her alone for like six years, and let her write the thing. Um, and if you haven't read The Night Circus or Starless Sea yet, I highly, highly recommend them. Um, my other an- real answer is uh, the author that I want to write Star Wars most in the world is Chuck Wendig, and it'll never happen. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Um, where tra- Cor- no, no, Cor- I, 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 read. I, I, we don't have it. Wait, answer. can I ask a follow-up question that I'm curious yeah. about? Do y'all have a favorite book that is not a star wars book like that you've ever read yes <laughs> mine is hitman um which is about oh uh brett the hitman hard which is a <laughs> which is a professional wrestler it's about it's, it's, it's his whole uh it's his whole it's like a uh it's a it's a biography of uh, brett the hitman hard it's really good love that mm. mom uh it's hard. this is like saying what's your favorite movie and my brain goes like i've never seen a movie um but I think that my it, – it, it's such recency bias, but despite the joke I just made, um, Wanderers by Chuck Wendig that came out a couple years ago was the the most recent book that I can remember, like, finishing and, like, sitting in, like, awe for, like, a while. And, like, everyone I knew, I'm like, this is, like, a 900-page book. Do you want to borrow it? Like, you got to read it. you got to read it. And that one kind of really changed my perspective on a lot. Uh, very hard to read during a worldwide pandemic, though. Just a heads mm. up. Because it is definitely about a plague that wipes out uh, humans. That's good. Uh, I have a, I have a stupid answer. You guys are gonna laugh at me for this. Uh, my favorite book that I've literally ever read is a self help book. <laughs> hey, that's stupid. That's great. Uh, it's um, it's that it's that leadership book that I'm always talking about. Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, who is a ex Navy SEAL, and it's mm-hmm. like that book. Good has. Like it's it's such a it's such a cliche that people are like oh this self help book changed my life right that's such a cliche but literally literally everything about that book has like totally changed my perspective on leadership and life and and like friendships and relationships and it's just really really good about owning challenges and like turning them into positives and it's a good book highly recommend it so you were like a worse person before that book (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah believe it or not. It is possible. No, that's great. All right. Wow. <laughs> Before we get too much about loving each other and hyping each other up, Wes, what's our next question? <laughs> these are great, right. y'all. Thank you for these. I'm gonna I'm gonna run back to uh, to Cheryl. Do it. Cheryl did a great question here. Um, let's see what number it is. Uh, number eight. eight. Number I eight. I this one earlier. When I asked the question, can, you, <laughs> can I ask the same person twice? That's the question I was oh, talking sweet. about. Let's do it. Number eight. So who? Is your favorite obscure background character in the films who had no dialogue, noises or grunting, growling, whooping is okay, and was on screen for no more than, say, a minute? And okay. what about them made you love them so much? All right. Wes, what do you got? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save mine for the end. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I have an answer because I picked it earlier. Go for it. <laughs> All right. My favorite, my favorite background character that has virtually no lines whatsoever is the Kubaz from episode four. Nice. His name is uh, his name is Grindin. <laughs> yep. Now the Kubaz is, is uh, this guy. Yeah. Excuse me. Now here's the There's literally the a Funko pop of this guy. This is such a dumb, obscure character. It looks like it looks like uh, one of the plague doctors from like the yeah. Black Plague yeah. with their little. Yeah, it's totally what they're supposed to look like. And I love this guy, man. He's like, he's so goofy, and he has that <laughs> phenomenal narration by Mark Thompson in the From a Certain Point of View book, yeah. where like he does this weird nasally voice the entire time. It's just like. Mark Thompson is a god. Like seriously, it's I love this character. He's such a goofy, goofy dude, and he's barely on screen. All right. Um. Oh, also, fun fact about this character. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was uh one of the like one of the first characters to like not real. I don't even think he got credits in the credits of the movie. Right. Like he uh-huh. was one of the first expanded universe characters. Meaning mm-hmm. like. Like the fans like gave him a background in the story and they cared about him and he was named Garendon. Like none of that was in the movie, right? That's like, the best. Yeah. yeah. So like this That's is like, I mean That's he's great. in like the first he's in like the first twenty minutes of the film or something like that, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Adam Adam in our chat, our, our glorious Adam Dyson, who's awake here now, said Sarlacc. <laughs> yep, the Sarlacc <laughs> secret. Um it to do some grunting. And some whooping. Yeah. I have a I have a cheating <laughs> answer because as far as live action film like this is where I fell in love with this character. Then they got expanded a ton in animation, but I fell in love with them in the films. Uh, Plo Koon doesn't say anything. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, the reason looks dope. Looks <laughs> dope as now. hell. He just like he has the cool mask, and I'm like, and he has three giant fingers. I'm like, what is that? Uh, and he was really cool in the Obi Wan game. So didn't hear him speak until I ever until I watched Clone Wars. But I always loved Plo Koon for that reason. Yeah, I I mean. My mind immediately jumped to like a lot of the cantina creatures and, and mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. So like the Shistavenin, like the Wolfman, I've always thought was super <laughs> cool. But another another one that I thought of is Baron Papanoida, because it is the character what? that the George Baron? Lucas himself plays. Yeah, he's, oh, the, he's right. Uh, what's their what is their species? I can't remember. They're nonscious blue. Skins. Uh, 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 the P, P, Pantorans. Yeah, the Pantorans. So yep, that's George, George Lucas actually played <laughs> Baron Papanoida and walks in the background of one of the scenes. I forgot about this. He's in the opera. Oh, yeah. He's in the opera, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, the I think he's like one of the people that gets up and, yeah, here he is. and leaves or something. A, this is a terrible image, but like, yeah, he's like in the background. <laughs> yeah, the that's there a great is. call. And man, yeah, I mean, one. it's just like such a fun fact. And it's George and the thing that he created that we all love. So it's fun. Is that the only yeah. character he played in all of Star Wars? Yep. Far wow. As yep. In Revenge of the Sith, no less. Fantastic. Yep. On, a, on a similar note, before Wes gives his, which I'm so excited about, I want to throw an <laughs> Ahmed Beck from Episode 2, which is Ahmed Best's cameo character in the bar uh, that gets literally a frame. Uh, the only time Where? he's at, uh, it's in episode two in the in the bar. What's the name of the bar? Child? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you guys know. Yeah, you want to buy some death sticks? Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Ock Medbeck, which nice. is a figure that I have bought our buddy, my buddy Ian from last episode for Christmas before. So, Ock Medbeck. Wes, what <laughs> is fact, your? When we watched when we watched Attack of the Clones the other night, I yelled at Caitlin multiple times, like, "Look, look, this is the part. This is where he is." <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Shut up." <laughs> This is the 
choice I made. This is really good. All right. Wes, this better be freaking good. You built this up. <laughs> so my favorite obscure background character is Luleo Primok. What? Go Leo. on. Luleo Primok was the little fish singer from Solo. Oh, my Mo- God. Mo- Mo- no, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so good. That's amazing. It's a chicken, chicken in the pot, right? That's the name yeah. of the song. And apparently he was, he was that whole, that they're both a group, and that uh, Dryden Voss made enough money to actually bring them on. So they were a hot act. But he had a uh, he had a, a big hit song called "Your Love Is Gravy." Oh my god! <laughs> I love Star Wars so much. It's so ridiculous. So Leo Primock, this guy, that little guy, guy in, in the, the jar, in the jar. <laughs> it's so like out of key and like not at all related. Like her singing is all like sexy and good and like really talented. He's, like, he's just like blah 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 blah. Luleo Primock, though, I'm never gonna forget it now. That Never. Is a, that is an excellent, excellent answer. Great, great choice. All right, Corey, next question. Okay, there was a question earlier that I was going to ask. What was it? Oh, here it is. Uh, number two is, is for also from Obi-Wan Koenobi. It says, aside from Star Wars and Marvel slash DC Comics, what's another franchise you love and watch slash read pretty much everything from? Um, this is so sort of a cop-out answer for me, but I am like an absolute sucker for Band of Brothers. Like I absolutely love the European Front, World War II history. I'm just I just really enjoy reading books and watching movies and I need to pick up a good World War II book. I haven't read one in a long time. That's, um, that's a good call. There is a uh there's a new series coming um being produced by um Spielberg and Tom Hanks and the same people that produced the Band of Brothers called Masters of the Air uh which is based on the book called Masters of the Air which is about like I think it's a bomber squadron in World War 2 so like that's, that's they started so they started filming in February of last year and I've been waiting for this development for literally like it's been rumored for like a decade mm-hmm. so I can't wait for this to come out it's going to be super fun so Love me some Ooh. classic World War II stuff. I've seen virtually every World War II movie that's ever been made, like including all the old, old black and white mm. stuff. Like mm. I love that stuff. Have you I seen Bridge Too Far? Oh my god! Oh man, <laughs> so good. Freaking uh, what's his name? Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, he, he talks like this. Oh, <laughs> Sean <Okay>. Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery. Wow! <laughs> Great impression. Oh dude. my god! <laughs> it's Sean Connery in it. So good. Excellent. OS. I knew I could count on you. Have you seen Saving yeah. Private Ryan? It's really good. <laughs> Saving Ryan's <laughs> Indie private. Indie film. <laughs> uh, right, nice. I'm, I'm going to do a... Uh, this is hard because with just with the amount of time that's in the world, like Star Wars takes the time. It and does then, take like, so much time. So And then I watch Marvel movies and all the Marvel shows, but that's, that, that's out there. So I'm going to give two that I, I try to. Um, the first is Mass Effect. Um... I love those are some of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. I try to read the books when they come out. I try to keep up on the lore as I can. That's a giant. I, I own a ton of like merchandise. If I guess that's kind of like the way to go. Um, another one. This is so weird. I love love the Lord of the Rings. I've never read the mm. books. I've read the Hobbit. Mm. But I and I'm but Listen, I'm not I'm not sure that you can say I love love the Lord of the Rings. If you're like oh, I've never read the books, so, you know. But here's the thing: Listen, <laughs> I love those movies so much, and I think the lore is so incredible. I just don't have. I've seen the movies. I don't have the time. So I'm. But if you're asking me what my favorite like upcoming mm. 
project mm. is, is that Lord of the Rings Amazon series. I'm like, clear my schedule. Like, that's all I want is that. Yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm excited to be more into, I guess, is my answer to this question. Mm. Oh, wait, oh, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Is, is it a literal <laughs> franchise? <laughs> oh, Shout out to Cam in the comments for Kelly Sears. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. 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 I, um, I think if we're talking like, I don't know, intellectual properties, like those kind of things. I would say some of my mm. top ones are Doctor Who. I was super into for a long time. Yep. I admittedly same. fell off uh, during like the 12th Doctor stint, but like the 10th and the 11th, like I watched every episode. I read the books that they were writing in those time periods, all those things. Um, Kind of same goes for Sherlock Holmes. I oh man, oh nice! Everything that like has ever been put out for Sherlock Holmes, probably those are great Um, books. Absolutely, dude. That that, including the one first, the first one where he goes off on that huge tangent about the Mormons is like (laughs) that is my favorite favorite thing ever that's ever happened in literature. (laughs) Yeah, but. But even the the new stuff that you know they put out now, still, if it involves Sherlock Holmes, like I'm still interested enough to read it. Um, yeah, that's good. And then other answers quickly. Uh, Firefly, mm. love. Yes! I never love. jumped on the Firefly bandwagon, man. I've been meaning to for a long time. It's it's my favorite single season of television. Yeah, yeah. that's all it's you such get. A, such a common so answer. Good. Yes, it's so Firefly. Good. And then if we're including. Books. If we're including sports, uh, Miami Heat, I have very high hopes. We re-signed Jimmy Butler for like four years. We got Kyle Lowry coming. We got we got good stuff, y'all. I'm, I'm excited about next season. Hey, patrons, awesome. if you're ever interested awesome. in like a short-form 10 to 15-minute Utini sports podcast, let us know. <laughs> sports. Yeah. If you want a Star Wars fan's yeah. opinion on sports, let us know. We might put that out. <laughs> All right, so mine, uh, I guess... Instead of Star Wars, um, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Adam knows this. Um, so I watched, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I would watch it with my dad um, on a Monday nights all through the 90s. And then not so much now. I mean, I'll, I'll try to keep up with the storylines and everything. But um, back, we, my friends that I've met in college that I'm still friends to this day, are they're the diehard wrestling fans as well. And that's all we talk to each other. And it's like wrestling quotes. And I have like my whole soundboards, like messed up with, with wrestling sounds. I love that. Just, just know it. (laughs) So yeah, big time, (laughs) big time wrestling mark right here. I read all the books. I watch all the shows, watch all the pay-per-views. It's stupid. We have WrestleMania. All my friends come over to my house. We watch it, even though we don't know what's going on every year. I got a WrestleMania party at my house and I cook and we drink. Fantastic. How did you, how'd you feel about Cena coming back? Um, I liked it. I liked it. Outside of his his political views and him trying to make money from the damn movie that he did, um, he is um yeah, he's he's big time. He's really over with the crowd. So the crowd yeah. wants him back. They yeah. Basically, these pro wrestlers are like the gladiators, um, from Gladiator and like from back in the Roman times too. Yeah. So the the crowd depicts who is the who's gonna be like the winner or the champion because if you put if you put the belt on a champion, even though it's storyline, if you put the belt on somebody the crowd doesn't like, then uh, they're going to let you know about it. They're going to boo you the entire time. They're not going to 
buy your merchandise. They're not going to do any it's of that. So, so funny, it's dude. It's great. They depict on who is going to be the actual. That's going to be maybe, It's great. Maybe toxic Star Wars fans are all actually wrestling fans. Yeah, they just don't have an outlet. We we want to nah, change the narrative. No, nah, I wouldn't allow them in the group. That's fair. <laughs> well, hey, on the opposite side of toxic, our next question comes from Paul Matthews, and I love this one. I want to, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. What Star Wars character would be worthy of lifting Mjolnir? This is the most worthy, and we're talking like Captain America could do it, right? Thor could do it. The worthy, wholesome, the best we got. Uh, I got one. What do you got? Uh, hot off the presses of my pro wrestling talk. It's the Bindu, right? He's big. Oh. He's the biggest damn guy that's out there. Of course he can pick it that's up. Fair. <laughs> and he's Worthy. both light and, and dark, dark side. Yep. Yeah. Energy, I like that. So. I think Yoda could, honestly. I think I guess it might seem like a cop out, but I think Yoda could totally do it. Especially like, mm-hmm. like I'm talking about Dagobah, like pass all, like literally the last thing he does before he falls asleep under that blanket is lift up Mjolnir and goes oh. and then he dies. <laughs> 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 it, it was really heavy. Yeah, it's, like sit, it's like sitting on the corner of the blanket, like that. So he has to move it before he like curls up and. And Luke goes over. like, "Wait, great question." Uh, the chat. Uh, oh, Angelia says Obi Wan. She already said it. I I agree. And Adam says Geo. <laughs> <Adam said> Geo. <laughs> <laughs> did he pick it up or did Listen, it just fall I over? Bet, uh, I bet. Uh, I bet Princess Leia could lift it. That's a great like, one. Like truly, yeah, truly. Yeah, I bet, I bet Princess Leia is one of the really one of the only like just characters from Star yep. Wars that could lift it. Especially maybe Padme actually. Padme yeah. can yeah. maybe lift it. Although she has her whole like secret love life with Anakin, which is probably like a you know. Yeah, Thor has a secret. Probably... Cap has a secret one. Yeah, secret love as long as like for the right reasons, yeah. I think works out. If, if Jared were here, he'd say Exar Kun. Did Exar? <laughs> <laughs> I think. What about what Ray? About... Might. Oh, Ray could do Eventually. it. Eventually. Sure. So all I the mean, women in the trios is what we're saying. We're realizing can lift me all near. Yeah. And I think that Kanan could probably do oh, it. Yeah, that'd, that'd oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. It's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. 3PO would be so worried that everyone was touching it. And, and so <laughs> R2 would try to lift it. Chopper with can lift it. No, I'm kidding. 3PO could only do it with the red arm. Absolutely. All right, we got probably got time for a couple more. So as I said, we're not going to get to everyone's questions, which is like the best feeling, honestly, for a show to get so much input. We're going to keep this doc going. We're going to do more of these. Um, so keep them coming in future shows. Uh, but we got time for a couple more. Um, let's see if we can lightning round a couple. Charles, what do we got next? Um, all right. So from Aiden, uh, we have question number 12 that says, what direction would you take? a proposed episode 10 new characters continue Ooh. the existing characters That's and who question. would your villain be oh man very though, good man. Well, question so let's lightning around this is the big one <laughs> yeah, we, we we try not to uh you know conjecture here on this show but uh that's what we're gonna do right now yeah. if we had the money and we had that we had the scripts that's right i mean charles your question man. start us out i know I know what. Yeah. So everyone like make sure that you light me up when my half cooked idea for episode 10 is not up to snuff. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I really it's hard not to continue along with those characters. I mean, obviously, we we saw the original trilogy characters all the way through episode nine essentially so mm-hmm. i would really want to follow along with ray and with finn and see what's going on with that um you know see what becomes of of the new republic when it's kind of reestablished. 
I don't know. I mean, it, the Star Wars story never ends. It's cyclical, yeah. but it never ends. Right. And so I would kind of just love to see what you would expect. Like, what are all the characters that we just finished up with doing now? Yeah. Who would the villain be, though? Uh, for sure, Palpatine comes back again. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Get out. Cut the feed. There cut the feed. Um, who would my villain be? It would probably I, I be... I literally hate you, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> It would. My villain would Somehow. probably be um, somebody new. Somebody, somebody yeah. younger and far more powerful. <laughs> there it is. I don't know. I don't know. Someone in a mask. That's all. That's, that's all. good. Oh my yeah. God. It would have to be somebody new, right? I mean, it would definitely it could have be to be Salacious Crumb, but probably it's someone new. Somebody that's, that's right. practicing like Sith lore or found some Sith holocron. Um, mm-hmm. And some back world and is like, and probably, I don't want to go back to. Uh, it's a clone of Snow. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to go back there. So, no. <laughs> but I don't. I I don't want to see Ray teaching a bunch of students either. Right. Um, that was that's kind of a rehash story of what of Luke Skywalker. So, um, but what happens? That's the thing, though. What what would happen to the Jedi if so she's listen, not teaching? Here's the- Here's the thing. Ones. Maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the storm chaser talking. By the way, this wine that <laughs> I'm drinking chaser. is called yep. storm chaser. Which is storm. How how I did how I didn't know I had this for the rising storm roundtable is uh, <laughs> sorry, Kevin. It's kind of a damn shame to be to be frank. Uh, but listen, uh, the movies have to be about the constant the c- continuity of Ray's story, right? Right. Like of yeah. her For story, doing, like if, later if it was on. A 10, yeah. Yes, and and here's the thing. You guys have heard me bitch about this endlessly. Like they marketed the rise of Skywalker as being like the end of the Skywalker saga, right? And that was like the dumbest decision ever, in my opinion, because there is no way that they're not going to come back from this multi-billion-dollar franchise, <laughs> like freaking 10, 20 years from now, and be like, "Oh, episode ten, we're back, man!" <laughs> that is absolutely going to happen in our lifetime. It absolutely is. Yeah. Like. And they're going to use episode 10. I mean, they're going to use that, that terminology. I guarantee it. I guarantee Come on, it's going to happen. Come on. All you need is the, is the giant X on a poster in like 2031. And it's like, that's all. That's it. Just, just yes. Like, just retcon the fact that you did this <laughs> stupid marketing campaign. We know you didn't have a plan. All right. We know you didn't have a plan. It's fine. All right. <laughs> and it needs to be... It needs to be Ray's story, yeah. like of of like wait on the. I'm not talking like like they get, it's got to be a long time in the future. I think that was the that was a great choice yep. of this uh, yep. sequel trilogy. Is they went so far into the future with the older characters, but like it needs it, it needs to be like something totally new, a new villain, a new threat, a new threat to the galaxy. Maybe the Sith are still alive and they're out, you know, in the chaos, or you know, the options are endless. But you know, I think it was somewhat of a of a mistake to to just. Pick known enemies and yeah. known characters, and it was too safe, man. I I think that I'm for Avatar: Last Airbender fans, which is another universe I really love. I just backed their RPG on Kickstarter this week. Um, I would take cues from the Legend of Korra if anyone's seen that, and I would I would treat the the first nine mm-hmm. as kind of the Avatar movies, and then I'd move mm-hmm. like thirty years in the future, like you're saying, Corey. So the 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 galaxy is shifted. Ray is a Korra type figure who's a little more like. She's she's learned a lot more. She's a lot more capable. She's really tough, but she's now dealing with the spiritual side of the force more. Mm-hmm. And I would actually make at the end of the the episode ten or episode eleven, I would make Ray the villain who essentially sees into the force and sees 
I you know like looking into the void kind of thing and ha- and and starts to falter and then Finn her her best pupil has to bring her back has to, and not like not searching for her I'm talking about like spears like going to the the realm of the force use the wills get weird about it I would love weird force stuff going to the microcosm. Going to going to the midichlorians, baby. <laughs> that was George Lucas's original plan, as it you was. guys taught me a couple episodes back. Yeah, but yeah, I would, I would, I would love some of that. Midichlorian through someone's bloodstream, <laughs> like magic school, bus like the magic school, <laughs> bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Miss so Lizzo and everything. <laughs> my goodness, surfing on a sound wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a uh, let's do two more. We'll do a fun final circle. So, Wes, what's our what's our penultimate? All right. We'll go down to the very bottom. Last question from Stephanie. If you could choose to have any Star Wars story you want made to be a movie, TV show, live action, animation, book, comic, manga, graphic novel, who or what would it be about and who would you choose to create it and why? Any okay, so story. let's 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 change this question from like not we already had a similar question earlier, right? It's not like a known story, right? Something right. not known story. Something, that right. something new. Yes, you want a new story, but it has to be some kind of specific medium. Correct. And creator. So, and yes. I've talked about creator. Mm. Who would yes. I want to create it? Okay. Um, okay. Um, so I've talked about this before. I need the story of Sifo-Dyas and how <clears throat> at like outside of like when it ended in Dooku Jedi Lost, and then um, I guess up until Episode Two, that whole background Sifo-Dyas out. I mean, not I think there's a comics right. There's a comic story behind it. Uh-huh. Um, but I would having read um, Kevin Scott's yeah, so novel good. just now. Kevin Scott would be great for this. I think I would love that's a great short, story. quick chapters to the precise point to let us know what's going on in his head, why he's having these these migraines, why he's having all these visions. I mean, I would love to see what's going on with Sifo-Dyas. That's awesome. I want a comic myself. Um, I want the, the Fulcrum comic series. I thought I wanted it as live action, but now I think I want it in the comic format. I want Bail Organa sending Sabe on missions. Um, mm-hmm. And I want it to be written by Charles Soule or Greg Peck, who just did the the couple last Vader runs with when they brought the Amidalans back. I thought that was freaking incredible and i would love like a spy series with bale and sabe um in the early rebellion times like maybe for like, like 20 to 40 issues that's what i would love it's a lot of issues yeah it is i would like to see i would like to see some of the this is maybe somewhat of a controversial answer. I would like to see some of the Plagueis, the concept of the Plagueis novel brought to life in some some form or fashion, right? Like, not necessarily like with the things that happen in the Darth Plagueis novel, but like, I would like to see a young Palpatine's political story told. That's right? cool. With, That's cool. Yeah, like like with his like his like his rise to power. I mean, how he. Like how he parents. stumbled on, to, yeah, yeah, right, right. How he stumbled into the Sith, right? Because like, yeah. you know, how do you how do you do that, right? Yeah. In the book, even it's just like like he, he gets a new mentor <laughs> and it's like, you know, hey, hey, man, I've been want to talk to you about this for a while. Listen, you want to want a limited power? I can give you that. Like, <laughs> hey, like kid. how does that how does that happen, right? I mean, like that would have been that'd be a fun story, I think. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, 
I don't know. It might it might serve well as a live action show, almost a Game of Thrones esque yeah. type of. Oh, that'd be cool. All the po- all the politics, that. maybe Naboo politics and Senate politics and like backstabbing and that would be fun. Some like political Coruscant stuff yeah. that would be fun. Oh my god! Sorry, Charles. I'm, I'm gonna forget it. One Angelia in the chat brings up a great one. We we forgot Claudia Gray book of Obi Wan, Satine, and Qui Gon during that year on Mandalore. We're quite yeah okay. I was literally thinking I watched yeah. that arc yesterday yeah. or the Clone Wars TV show arc, and I'm like, uh, I literally <laughs> almost texted you guys. It was like one in the morning, and I was like, why don't we have the Satine story yep. yet? Where the hell is the Satine story? We need it. Claudia Gray YA, uh, and this will never happen. So I'll just say it. I want the Aaron Sorkin West Wing, but in the the Senate. I want like the the Galactic Senate of like walking down halls and talking about policy and doing all these things. Obviously, starring Bail Organa because Jimmy Smith was already in the West Wing. He knows how it uh, goes. <laughs> oh my God, Caroline in the chat, you're gonna hit this on the delay. You just typed that in the chat, so we are connected. <laughs> Where's Martin Sheen in this whole thing? Um, he's, oh my God, he's the Chancellor. There you go. <laughs> all right, uh, Charles. What do you got? Okay, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, while we're on that, while we're on the political thing, go, go. V- Valorum has to be a huge character in in the Palpatine show, yeah. right? Like, yes. and he's he, he needs to be like a like an evil, conniving, backstabbing son of a bitch. Like, not like yeah. the kind guy that we see on screen that we're all like, oh, well, he's been voted out. That really sucks. Like, no, he needs to be like evil, like fantastic. Dude, we, I mean. Kevin Spacey being a truly horrific human being ruined the fact that we had some great political drama TV shows for a while. So now we That's need right. to replace it and put like a, I don't know, a, a data pad in there every once in a while and be like, oh, right, it is Star Wars. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charles, what do you got? Yeah. Charles, what do you got? I, I think I answered my the best answer I had earlier to, uh, I think it was Josiah's question. In I, I want a pod racing story. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would, I would like it to be like a limited show on like Disney Plus or something like that. But like, I, I would love if it was like new characters. But you know what else I'd love is if like you followed through like a whole season, like all of the backstabbing and stuff that happened amongst all the pod racers that end up in what we see in the Phantom Menace, and. I don't know. Every time someone crashes or something like that, like you feel it. Cause like, you know, that whole yeah. character story and like what it mm-hmm. took for them to get there and why they're racing and this and that, like, I would just absolutely love to see that. And the other starring thing, Vin is- Diesel as Ben Quadraneros. And the other thing I'd love to see is what they're already doing with this Obi-Wan series. So oh I don't, my God. I don't have to think too you hard. Ever about just, that. You ever just like you're driving down the road or like you're in the shower and you get in that really deep thinking place and you're like, damn, there's going to be an Obi-Wan show with you and McGregor. <laughs> like <laughs> I, pretty much it's my first yes. thought every morning when I wake up and my last one. Like, <laughs> how are we it, so blessed to be alive? This is happening. That is still, still one of the best moments in star Wars announcement meta history. When Kathleen Kennedy brought you and McGregor out and said, tell them, tell them there's going to be a new Obi-Wan yeah. show. And he goes, I'm going to be back yes. for Obi-Wan. It just, yeah, like, just loses their damn... Remember, I broke my lamp, remember? I threw yeah. a pillow and broke a lamp in my living room. I, mean, I was so excited. Like, Ewan, are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Did that long, yes. dramatic pause? Like, yes. It's just, and I, I was at a friend's man. house, and I brought up my phone and watched the clip and just started screaming. Because that's the thing. Like, I feel like 
I love the Mandalorian. I love Clone Wars. Y'all were so spoiled just assuming Star Wars content. Like, this is still the biggest deal in the world that he said yes. When is it coming out? Do we have a date yet or a known? 2022 is what they're still saying. I'm going to already assume it's going to be pushed to 2023. Let's just assume COVID adds a year. Mm. Um, But that's that's what I got. Uh, Oh, God. Now I'm just excited about Obi-Wan. Corey, bring us home. One final question for tonight's episode. I wasn't expecting it to be me. I've had too much wine. Somebody else used a question. (laughs) All right. right, I got it. I'll I'll pick pick our our last one. I'll pick our last one. All right. Let's do, oh my gosh, so many good ones. All right, okay, this is a great, like, big picture one. Uh, another one from Obi-Wan, fitting. So we imagine, High Republic is finished. This is question number three. High Republic is finished. What other project would we like the Star Wars team to come up with on this scale? Oh, so the man, next that is a great question. I'm going to say mine because I don't want anybody to steal it. West it's go. gonna be it's gonna be Kotor. It's gonna be the whole Kotor thing. They're gonna bring oh, it back around. The old Republic properly yeah. go further back. Yeah, further back even. It, on this yeah, scale, and I'm I'm thinking on this scale as in a as a publishing and publishing initiative. Yeah. that can spring off into other things. Yeah, so, let's assume yeah. five years from now. I mean, High Republic. It's already getting the Acolyte show is touching it. Let's assume it has infiltrated visual media. Maybe there's a game like like this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a great one, Wes. That's a great one. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I think mine is going to be let's go the other direction. 200 years after Return of the Jedi. Legacy of the Force era style stuff where there's now there's Jedi everywhere. The Empire is ancient history. I mean, mm-hmm. they basically did that, but I'm talking now let's go on the galactic scale. Let's see what speeders and ships look like 200 years more technology. Let's see who's coming mm. from the unknown regions. Um, that would be I think fun. that's a great way to do. I think that's I think that's in the vein of my answer too. I would like to see the the chaos brought full force into uh, into known Republic space, right? Yes. Like, so we have the cl- we have the clash of the chaos and like the Republic, right? So like maybe yeah. the Maybe it's like maybe it's called the Republic Expansionary Series, right? So the Republic yeah. decides they want to expand their borders. We have a unified Republic for the first time in galactic history, and they're going to go outwards and try to get people like the Chiss, and it turns into this huge civil war between like the Republic and the unknown space. And maybe there's a maybe there's an unknown alien or an unknown species, kind of like Yuzan Vong that comes in. There isn't know. there, but there is a species. It's the Grisk. No, Everyone no, no. has to a, a fight against one. the Grisk. Di- no, not that one. No, no, no. I, I don't want that one. I want to just still don't get it. Corey, Corey wants five <laughs> years of Grisk stories. Thrawn reason. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Yes. All right. So we got the chaos. We got the old Republic. He <laughs> just posted that in the chat. It'll be called Grisk. <laughs> just Grisk. That's it. Uh, oh man, Charles, we hate the grisk I, on the show. Just to be clear, <laughs> it can't be about pod racing, Charles. What's your what you're trying to be about pod racing? It, I think it'll be in the vein of uh, rod pacing. What, <laughs> what 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 Wes said? I wanted I want to see like Bane era Sith Academy. Like I want to see the equivalent of what we oh, see yeah, yeah. with the Jedi Temple, but with mm-hmm. the Sith. I want to see like, large what kind scale of battle they're having like. Yeah, what it what it meant to be a Sith before 
the rule of two and all those kind of things. Listen, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I don't know that that there could be an announcement in Star Wars like movie or, or TV history that would get me more excited than a like a true old Republic large scale Sith versus Jedi content. Like, yeah. like I there there was rumors a long time ago that that was the Ryan Johnson trilogy that was yeah. like rumored. Which I don't know if, if that has totally he's, been shelved. He's, he's still I mean, says in every, every interview he's he's writing it. It's after Knives Out currently. Because Netflix Please paid him God, ten million Let that be an old republic. Like I would, I would, I would be so yeah. excited. Because they talk I mean, about the Sith like, War in the High Republic. Like they mention it. That's true. That's true. They have. Please let that come true. Please. Just giant battlefields. All the Star Wars scale. gods. I'm praying to you now. <laughs> uh, Rain down your blessings upon us. Yeah. Oh, and Tim, <laughs> in the form of Ryan Johnson. Timothy makes a great point. They also teased that era on Rebels and Malachor when we saw all the bodies. Like, I think there's definitely mm. possibilities for it. And honestly, on that, I think the whole point is that whatever comes next, a lot of our questions have been tonight about what's coming next. Whatever it is, there's so many possibilities. It's all going to be so dope. In 2022 alone, we're getting Bad Batch Season 2, possibly Kenobi, possibly Andor, like, did we start a podcast, Star Wars podcast, at literally the best time? Literally in Star the best Wars there's history? ever been. <laughs> like, How are we going to find stuff to talk about every week? Well, here's the thing: literally has never happened. Like, come on. Yeah, but honestly, as we as we round out tonight's episode, it is all thanks to you all that are listening for. Like all these questions, we thank you guys so much. We didn't even get through half of them. We're so excited to talk about more in the future. And we are so excited for y'all to come on that trip with us. Like, we got so much more Star Wars coming up this year. So much coming next year. And it's books. It's TV. <sighs> it's all around us. And to think there was 20 years with nothing. So, <laughs> on that, everyone, that is going to do it for tonight's question-filled episode of The Living Force. Thank you so much for hanging out participating. If you already support us on Patreon, we thank you so much for that support. Again, you can get signed up in time for our Patreon event on August 20th at utini.com slash Patreon. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. West is at Boss West. And the show is at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wesley Podcasting with me. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you always.